Hello, and thank you for tuning in to my podcast. Um, my name is Jasmine Griffin, and today we will talk about race theory lens. And what I do find interesting about this topic, per se, is it really takes back on morals, beliefs, um, how we're raised, interests, the settings around us, and how race can impact everyone individually. And me being a young African-American woman, um, I have went through my own personal experiences. But let's give some background knowledge on race theory lens. Um, It was started by lawyers, scholars, and activists. And they believed in advancements during civil rights era moving. Moving... (laughs) Excuse that part. And they had a need for theories and strategies to fight racism. So let's go into one of our first examples, which is microaggressions. And what microaggressions is really just small little sayings or statements that people have made or like done towards minorities. Um, For me as example, um, I've had a lot of times where I'll go to school or I'll go to work and people will tell me all the time, you talk very proper for someone like you. And it's like, I don't know what someone like me could be because am I supposed to be um, ghetto? Am I supposed to be... Um, am I supposed to always have lingo in what I say and the words that I use? Um, especially being in professional settings like my jobs, I don't talk to customers as the same way I would talk to my friends or I don't talk to my mom and say we would talk to my teachers. It's just you use different lingos and different words and different statements with different people. And it's just that's just what. <laughs> at least what I do. And a lot of people just like to stereotype um, a lot of black people because of some accents that we might have. And like, oh, you talk white or um, you're very professional with what you say. And it's just that's just not the right way that you can go about saying that to people because why does my race affect the way I talk to someone or th- affect the way I say things to someone else? It just, it just, that just doesn't make sense to me. But I get those a lot. Um, we can move on to social construction, which is the idea that race is a product of, excuse me, social. And that it's not biological, but it's, and it's not genetic, actually. But with this statement in particular, people, um, especially with racism being very strong in our community still to this day, um, people do love to be racist. And it can come from the way people grow up or like the household they live in or 
what their parents and their parents went through and their parents' parents went through. And it's just, I don't, people just need to get out of the mindset of being racist and making race play a role in our everyday society. Like, it's just, I don't feel that my skin should bother you because we both breathe the same air. We walk the same streets. Uh, we may even talk the same. It's just, but I just can't quite put my finger on why people are still racist when we've been going through this for decades and centuries. And it's just like, at this point, it's just like, grow up. But um, yeah, I do. I am very, very, what's the word? Straightforward when it comes to racism. Um, I don't take racism very lightly because even though I haven't personally been attacked like how others have been, it it's still out there and people will still treat you differently just because we're not the same skin tone. And it's just like, why can't we be friends and why can't we go through the same experiences even if we're not the same race? But... I don't think people are ready for that discussion. But let's focus our next topic into the feminist lens. So let's get into the feminist lens where just as the race theory lens, this is one of the also topics that I do love to talk about. Because it just shows women empowerment and women stability and the individuality that women have now. Because of what women didn't have back then, back in the 60s, 50s, 70s, 80s. Just women are just doing so much better now. And it's just, can't really can't be mad at that because a woman can do exactly what a man can do. And it's just... It's just great to see what us women are now capable to do in today's society. So let's get into background information. Um, the feminist movement back started in the 1800s, but the lens didn't come in until the 1960s. And this is where women begin fighting for better status and better status as like, you know, superiority in workforces and individualism from men and being capable to do what a man can do in your own way and even being better at it if I can say so myself um but let's talk about how there are three waves of the feminist movement and from the 1840s to the 1880s it was equally portrayed in literature and society and slowly we begin to see how in, from the 1880s and 1920s, women have finally been able to get the right to vote because we've all known that men came first, of course. And it was only right for a man to vote and not just a man. The white man came first. The black man came second. Then the white woman came after. Then all women came after. And it was, you can still see that that leap to get all women to vote, even though other races did come first. But eventually, women did get the right to vote. And 
from 1920s to the present, we are seeing job equality and security and more protection from assault. So I just wanted to go over a couple of terms that we did learn in the feminist lens. And there is misogyny, which is prejudice against women. And of course, that term is literally not going anywhere because we can still see the prejudice against women, even in today's society. We know that if a woman and a man are working at the same scale, at the same job level, who is more likely to get that position? If you could just take a wild guess. I know you're thinking, a man. Because that is the truth. A man is always going to be thought of higher than women. And we just... Obviously, we're still trying to do a lot more to change that point of view. But it's still in the works. It's still in the works. Um, I would go over the other terms. But I just feel like... Misogyny is the biggest one, especially if we're talking about the feminist lens. Um, let's go over. So there was um, this specific project that we had done in the Unit 1. And it was about a video that we had watched on a transgender woman who transitioned from male to, to female. And she explained all the sacrifices she went through when she was transitioning and never realized that, you know, being a man, um, what more, uh, how do I word this? Like what more status came with it, more opportunities came with being a male. And when she transitioned, she lost most of those opportunities because she was a woman she was degraded from most of those opportunities. She was taken from a lot that she had worked for because she was a woman. And as much as it just doesn't sound like equality is playing a role, because if you can see it's still not playing a role, because just because she transitioned from male to female does not mean that she's not the same person that she once was as a male like it's just it just shows how when because not all people like not all people are you know transgender so they won't know what that what they or what she went through um hearing what she personally went through is like inspiring because now we have someone who can see it from both point of views and is not going to um, what's the word? She's not going to, I don't know what the word is. Like, she's just, she's going to have an opinion on both sides now. Like, she's not going to see it from one side of point of view. Like, she sees it from both sides. She knows what's going on with the males and females and what, op what opportunities lack for women and what opportunities are very more available for male. And it's like, for someone that has went through both aspects, it's like, dang, this is still a reality. Like, even if she still has 
those qualities that she once had, she's never going to be treated the same as how she was treated when she was male. And seeing that difference is like, wow, like males need to stop being selfish and let a woman, you know, take control sometimes because just to see how we have, we're really lacking those aspects from males. It's just like, I wouldn't wouldn't even say lacking though. It's just like, regardless, being a male is always going to be like way superior than being a female. And that's just what society has deemed it. And the more that women are fighting for that right, though, is becoming way better and way better. And it's just, there's, we're just going to have to keep fighting for it. And this is not the end. It's just the beginning. And women have way more um, hurdles to climb over. And as speaking from a woman's point of view, women are great in their own ways. And a woman, like I said, is just as capable as doing anything she wants to do than a male. And it just is what it is. But thank you for listening to my podcast talk or what I love to call it a TED talk. And I hope you will come back for more. This is Jasmine Griffin signing off.